This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a game day, and look where we are, Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. And Jason, we finally made it on the Jumbotron. Made it on the Jumbotron. It is Monday, Life September. Life goal achieved. Check. It is Monday, <laughs> September 7th. I am Jeremy Jordan alongside a man who loves the countdown more than anybody else I know, Jason Shepard. Hit it! Countdown to Navy. It's game day. It's game day, baby. Yes. It's game day, and uh, we are in the stadium we, listen, we didn't think we'd get to this point during the summer. I think, I think it was July 9th I said, listen, it's not crazy to think we might not be having a college football season. It felt that way. We but didn't know what the are. next day was going to present, let alone three months down the line. Right. I was looking at some of the dates of how quickly Tom Homo had to put this schedule together. I think I felt like it was two months. It's been three and a half weeks. <laughs> it's been three and a half weeks since it all fell apart. And uh, it's been the longest three and a half weeks of our lives. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are on a game day. Bureau's going to play Navy tonight. Countdown to kickoff coming up at 7 Eastern time live from this set as well in the stadium. We'll be in this stadium in a couple of weeks for BYU and Troy. BYU and Army in two weeks from uh, two days ago. So here we are, BYU and Navy on ESPN tonight, Monday Night Football. I know, and it w- I'm obviously excited regardless, but as we got closer and closer, and especially over the weekend, if you would watch any programming on ESPN yeah. or ABC, oh, you would always see at the man. bottom uh, BYU at Navy coming up Monday, 8 Eastern, and then they would have the, the promos coming back, and it just got me more and more amped to realize not only is BYU playing, but they are the only game on ESPN tonight, the only game in college football tonight, I'm really curious to see what the numbers are for this. Think about the the next two football games, college football and the NFL. It's BYU and Navy tonight on ESPN, and then it's Texans Chiefs on Thursday. Oh, it's those a good, are the next two football games. It's a good week for Jason Shepard. Let me just tell you that. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. I believe you got your Super Bowl ring last week as well, which is very exciting. Okay, let's I tell you. But if there's one coming, I'll take it. I also love the tradition that started it. It started maybe a couple years ago for some families. Today is called Cougar Day. Cougar Day, it's where you get fresh swag and you give it to your, your family. So it's like, here's our new stuff for the season. So I am headed to the BYU store, official outfit or BYU fans everywhere. Venna and Tate, if you're watching, you're going to get some new stuff. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to the store. We're getting new stuff. Whitney, if you want something, you text me as well. Hey, can I get in on that? <laughs> yes. And I don't mean go with you to buy stuff for my family. Sure. I mean you buy sure. stuff for my family. Yeah, that TC money. Let's go. <laughs> okay, here's what's on the show rundown on a loaded game day. Where is BYU decidedly better than Navy, we will discuss. Spencer, live from Annapolis, he's going to bring us reports on what's going on. These are live pictures outside the stadium at uh, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium there. The BYU truck on the right there, the equipment's in the locker room. They are ready to go for tonight. Spencer will join us not once but twice. He's that good. Uh, the latest preparations, plus a new uh, segment we call Prop Place. This is our new game day prediction device. We will bring that up later. Plus, my conversation with Isaiah Kafusi on wearing masks, the opportunity at stake against Navy, and uh, defending the option, of course. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It is finally game day. BYU facing Navy tonight in Annapolis to kick off the 2020 college football season. 
the third meeting all time between the Cougars and the Midshipmen, and the first since 1989. You can watch the game on ESPN. Listen on BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Don't forget, countdown to kickoff starts at 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Also, BYU announcing 18 captains for this season. On offense, Matt Bushman, Lopini Katoa, Brady Christensen, and James Empey were the captains. The defensive captains are Kyrus Tonga, Isaiah Kafusi, Troy Warner, and Zane Anderson. No Zach Wilson in that group. Is that weird? We will discuss later in the show. BYU announces the BYU versus Houston game has changed from a home game to a road game due to travel in a pandemic. So an interesting choice there. It will stay the same time, uh, or rather date, Friday, October 16th, scheduled for 9.30 Eastern on ESPN2. This means BYU now has five home games and three three road games on the schedule. Yeah, interesting that uh, that game goes. And then BYU will get the return when you would assume BYU would have a lot more fans in the stands than they would have uh, originally I, thought. I'm telling you, play the good games on the road. Yeah. You're going to have limited fans at home. We still don't know the exact answer to that question, by the way, but we'll address that with a uh, Tom Homelich from over the weekend later. Absolutely. NFL teams made their final cuts yesterday before the start of the season. The following BYU players officially made 53-man roster. That would be Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs, Taysom Hill with the Saints. Why'd you list Daniel first? Uh, I think you know why. Uh, <laughs> Harvey Longy with the Jets, Sione Taki Taki with the Browns, Kyle Van Oy with the Miami Dolphins, Jamal Williams with the Packers, and Michael Davis with the Chargers. Now, there were some BYU players who were cut. Diane Gawolik, who was cut from the L.A. Rams. Uh, both Bronson and Corbin Kafusi were cut by the Jets. They have since been signed to the practice squad. And Tyson Williams, cut by the Ravens, also signed to Baltimore's practice squad. Of note, Fred Warner also essentially made the 53-man roster, right. but he's on the COVID list, so they had a 52-man roster leaving a spot for Fred. Yeah, there's no chance he's not making the 53-man when he's healthy. Right. <laughs> he's uh, apparently not healthy quite yet. And Jimmer Fredette announces he is returning to the Shanghai Sharks. He's going to leave Panathinaikos after a single year in Greece where he averaged 13 a game. He put up 37 a game two years ago. So more buckets to be had for Jimmer, and he is headed back. We'll discuss what we think of that decision coming up a bit later. But let's get there. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. All right, here we go. BYU and Navy tonight. Very exciting. We didn't know if we'd get to this point. Here we are on a game day. We're sitting in Lavelle Edward Stadium. We'll chat with Spencer Linton live outside the stadium at Navy. Uh, a focal point of playing a service academy. Jason always defending the option. Yet BYU's offense is returning some weapons as well as a group of vaunted offensive line, uh, similar coaching staff and quarterback. So I submit this question. Should we expect BYU's offense to be really good tonight, right away, out of the gates? Uh, yes, I think we should. I do. I expect BYU's offense to be able to hit the ground running, and that is not a pun intended. I expect to see a lot of passes through the air. Nice. But look, losing Matt Bushman without question is a big deal, but I do still feel like the weapons around Zach Wilson are, are pretty substantial. I I think the biggest reason, though, I expect the offense to perform well tonight is the offensive line. We have talked so much about the offensive line for this football team being the strength. Not only is it the physical size, their stature, and the way they play, but it's the fact that all these guys have been together for so long, and it's not just the starters. It's the guys that can come in, and a lot of these guys are interchangeable at different positions. I think the fact that they are so much bigger and stronger than the defensive front of Navy, I think that aspect alone gives Zach Wilson enough time to pick apart this a very aggressive defense and that's what they want to be they're super aggressive you know if you can get them in a situation where maybe they're over pursuing you can come up with some big plays I really do expect Zach Wilson and this offense to to come out 
And and really, I, I don't anticipate there being a ton of kinks to work out of the system. In 1989, Ty Detmer, as a sophomore, set the then-stadium record with 353 passing yards. Could we possibly see that topped by Zach mm-hmm. Wilson today? Uh, that's called the tease. I feel like yes and no. Let's discuss. Yes, BYU has the same offensive coordinator for the third year in a row with the same quarterback. Zach Wilson's going to be a three-year starter starting tonight and has played in, what, a year and a half, I guess, of starts. That means that, and this, this offensive line you mentioned, let's go left to right. Brady Christensen, Clark Barring- Sir Clark Barrington, <laughs> James Turn-Jim Turn- Empey, Tristan Hodge, and Chandon Herring. We think this is one of the best offensive lines BYU's had in a while. And they are junior and senior heavy. Barrington's a sophomore, everyone else is a senior, and then Brit- Christensen's a junior, but he'll be eligible for the draft if he's that good after this year. For those reasons, I think, yes, why wouldn't this team be awesome right out of the gates? They've been in uh, practicing since June. You could argue BYU's the most prepared team in terms of practices from volunteer all the way to now in the country, one of the best. Yet, let's acknowledge the reality of Matt Bushman going down with the Achilles injury a week ago today now. BYU lost its top three pass catchers last year, and they lost three running backs in the past couple of months due to transfers or uh, just leaving the team or injuries, right? That's an issue. So It, it I, is, but all three of those guys were, were new. They were all new. Right. So, so it's not like, like they had been here before and you had gone through a season with any of the three. Right. Lopini Katoa is unproven as the guy. Tyler Algier is unproven as a running back for a full season. I think those guys could be quality for sure given that offensive line. But it's a big deal when you lose the top four pass catchers to assume that BYU is just going to jump in the pass game and be awesome. I kind of need to see it a little bit. I have confidence in Neil Pau and Dax Milne and Gunnar Romney, plus the guys behind them, Chris Jackson, Cody Epps, and Keanu Hill. Uh, These guys are going to make some plays. Isaac Rex at uh, tight end, exciting. I had one catch last year, right? I think he's going to be a good one. It's just hard to be like, yeah, yeah, BYU is going to throw for 300 yards and be awesome. Because that's a big deal. The Bushman injury is a yeah. big deal. He was going to be used even more this year. They were going to find him even more. And this team didn't struggle at getting yards last year. It was in the red zone. So how do you make that up in the red zone when your best red zone target is out? See, here's where I think the Matt Bushman injury affects BYU the most. Certainly, he was always going to be the go-to guy. He was always the safety valve. You just knew if you threw it in his direction, he was going to make a catch. When he needed a big catch, it was going to be Matt Bushman. On that graphic, three dudes, two grabs, right? Here's where I think it's the difference. Not not having him there is a big deal. But the fact that you're not going to be able to have him and then someone else. You know, him and Isaac Rex. Him and... Carter no, Isaac Mace, Rex, you're like, you can't be Matt two Bushman, tight end but sets. just be your best yes, self. Like, yeah. Being able to have Isaac Rex with Matt Bushman is, is an absolute luxury. Now, I have high hopes for Isaac Rex. I actually think he can be very, very good during his tenure at BYU. You just look at, at the, the, his build. He looks the part. Everything, he's the son of Byron. He's son we, of Byron. We some things. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I, like, I have high hopes for what Isaac Rex can do. But I, I think the fact that you don't have the two tight ends where it's Isaac with Matt Bushman, right. I think that's where it hurts the most. But I still think that with BYU's size and physicality up front with the offensive line, they, they are just so much bigger 
than Navy's defense, I think that gives Zach more opportunities to make the right play. Yeah, and I, BYU needs to be able to run the ball today. Um, I, watching a similar team in Army over the weekend, I watched that whole game against Middle Tennessee State. Holy shnikes. Yeah, Army looked good. Army was awesome. 42 to nothing. The defense did not defend Army well. And then offensively, yeah, Army was aggressive as well. Um, talking to Dax Milne last week, he told me, hey, Navy runs a ton of cover zero, meaning no safeties. They just get in the box, and they're going to make you make a play one-on-one. Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne and Neil Powell and Isaac Rex are going to have opportunities in the pass game. Can Zach Wilson find them? Can Zach Wilson have time to find them? I'm excited to see it. Um, but to think that, poof, it will happen immediately, I kind of need to... I kind of need to see it to believe it a little more in this instance. All right, topic number two. Now, there are always unknowns in the first game of a season, unknowns about your opponent, and obviously unknowns about your own guys and your own team and how they're going to perform. And that's kind of what you were talking about with the offense. Even with the unknowns, there would seem to be some advantages that the Cougars have over the midshipmen. So, Jeremy, where does BYU have the greatest advantage in your mind over Navy? Yeah, typically the first conversation is size. That's one for sure. But I think the experience of BYU in certain parts is good. So you talked about the offensive line. BYU should dominate the line of scrimmage on offense. I'm not saying Navy's weak. I just think BYU is one bigger, but two, really experienced and real quality. Pro Football Focus says Brady Christensen and James Empey are two of the top of their position. So let's see it, right? BYU lists 12 offensive uh, positions as uh, starting positions. Ten of those, to me, have significant experience at those positions. And then on defense, of the 14 listed positions, nine have significant experience. So I think that's a big deal. And then you look on the other side. When Navy's good, the quarterback's awesome. So is the quarterback awesome? We don't know. They lost Malcolm Perry, who rushed for 2,000-plus yards. He was incredible. Dalen Morris is a guy that has rushed five times for 20 yards in his career and not thrown a pass. He has not thrown a pass. Not a big deal, right? It's Navy. But he's barely rushed. He is completely unproven. BYU should win the quarterback matchup. Now, there is an element of surprise that's interesting here. You could argue on the other side, well... BYU doesn't know what's coming yes. with Dalen Morris. So uh, I would rather be on the, well, he hasn't done much. Let's see what happens. Uh, Jamail Carruthers, by the way, second leading uh, rusher uh, on this team last year. Six and a half a carry, 14 yards. And unbelievably fast. Maybe the fastest Navy run- <laughs> uh, fullback ever. Let's explain what Navy does, by the way, so you can watch and enjoy. So the quarterback will snap it. He'll look to hand off to Carruthers, the fullback, right away. Or he'll keep it, and one of the, quote, uh, slot or A-backs will be a pitch option to him. Uh, that's what will happen the entire game on offense for Navy. And Carruthers is a baller. Diego Fago, excellent linebacker as well, and Austin Talbert-Loving, the striker linebacker. They have some playmakers, but I think if BYU defensively can allow their playmakers to do what they do well, and BYU has a lot of them coming back, especially those linebackers. Can Kyrus Tonga blow up the, off- uh, the opposing offensive line? I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I tipped my hat early, and, and you mentioned it a second ago. The area that I think BYU has the biggest advantage is literally being bigger. I mean, it's the size and the physicality. And I really mean that more specifically on the offensive side because I think that's where it it makes the biggest difference. On the defensive side, normally being bigger and more physical is going gonna, is gonna to be a, an advantage anyway. Against a team like this, it's more assignment sound. And we hear that, and it's sort of like a buzz phrase, be assignment sound. But there, there's, no, there's no scheme that it means more against than the wishbone, the triple option. It's in all those. You have to be assignment sound. Being bigger and more physical is great, 
but being assignment sound means more. So when I say being more physical and being physically bigger, I really mean more on the offensive side. BYU offensively, in my opinion, should be able to force their will on this Navy defense. They sh- this offensive line should be able to get the push they want. They should be able to run the football. They should be able to throw the ball and protect Zach Wilson. I think that's where BYU has the biggest advantage. And quite honestly, that's something that Kenny Amatololo was concerned about as well, especially with how their practices went leading up to it. And I asked Coach Niamatololo after having limited full contact practices in fall camp, does he feel his team is ready for BYU's physicality? I don't know. We'll, fi- we'll find out today if... Um very physical football team BYU is and so I, we'll see how we are we match up physically but I think we're healthy that's the biggest thing but we'll see if we're pad ready I think that's a really big storyline in this and, and and that interview was actually part of my pregame interview that you'll hear um, on Cougar pregame live on on BYU radio coming up later on today you know and he, he talked about maybe I maybe I erred on the side of caution because of, of contact tracing I didn't want guys to to have as much contact and so it really is a question mark in his mind how, how pad-ready as he said they are. BYU is physically more ready. They've been going since June. Navy has not. BYU better get out of the gates fast. And if BYU loses this game, I'll, I'll be pretty disappointed given the preparation that BYU's put in. Navy's not had the same. There's no crowd there. It's weird, right? Just the travel disadvantage regarding the offensive line. In 1989, in the uh, Navy game notes, they say uh, – Navy battled Brigham Young's potent passing attack and its mammoth offensive line. <laughs> so they even said that in 89. How about that? The question Some of the day. Some things never change, huh? Some things never change. And the age advantage. Uh, what was your first thought this morning when you woke up and realized BYU game day was here? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response at Jake underscore Peacock on Twitter. You can weigh in on Instagram and Facebook as well. I can't wake up if I never fell asleep. I'm too dang excited. <laughs> that was me last night. I could not fall asleep. I, I, game day eve, man. It's I'm special. saying it's happening. I Cougar woke, day. I woke my kids up singing the fight song. So they were like, what's going on? At SwooshLife59 on Instagram. My first thought was, I want to rise and shout. But because it was so early, I'm sure my wife would have kicked me out. Can't believe game day is here. Go Cougs. That was sort of a... Was I going to say, was that... Was rhyming intended to... Yeah. I like that. Uh, Swoosh Life is a poet, and he or she didn't even know it. Okay, that's, we're going to put an end to that right now. <laughs> What's coming up, Jason? Coming up, Cougar captains, but one name is missing. Is it a big deal? And Spencer Linton live from Annapolis to preview the matchup with Navy. The Cougs getting ready for the season opener on ESPN. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's a beautiful truck. I wonder if it's a transformer. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Game day means countdown to kickoff is back. 7 Eastern, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Spencer Linton. Get you ready for the Cougars season opener at Navy. We go from Provo to Annapolis. It's all coming up. Countdown to kickoff, 7 Eastern on BYU TV. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Great to have you. I'm Jeremy Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Live from Annapolis, Maryland, outside the stadium is Spencer Linton. Spencer, how is Annapolis this morning? It's beautiful, and even if it were raining or snowing or there were a tornado that touched down and that actually happened in Annapolis less than a week ago, it doesn't matter. It's all beautiful because it's game day here. 
Uh, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize there was a tornado. We hope there's one in the form of the BYU offense. BYU offense coming and, in like yep, that. Uh, anchored t- <laughs> transition there. Someone had to do it. I'm in your spot here. Let, okay, let's talk about that. For, so first off, do you expect the BYU offense to start fast today? We were talking about the pros and cons of that. Losing, losing Matt Bushman, big deal. Yet BYU has continuity with the OC and the quarterback and the O-line. So what do you think? Well, first of all, I have good news uh, for you, Jeremy and Jason, and all of BYU Sports Nation, and that is it was just confirmed to me that other than Matt Bushman, everybody else in a significant role is expected to go 100% full, healthy, and uh, be ready to take on Navy. So while Bushman is a huge loss, at least nobody else has COVID, and everyone is healthy, and they're all excited, and checked in and, and ready to go. So that helps BYU's chances, specifically on offense tonight, You have to wonder how much the six-week grind of BYU training camp had on the mentality of the players. Uh, I've spoken with several coaches and staff members, and a few players have been in uh, communication with them this morning. And the collective message is we're really anxious, we're really excited to play somebody other than our own teammates after kind of a long, emotionally roller coaster of uh, a training camp. Um, But they feel ready, and... They feel like they're ready to attack the Navy defense specifically based on what the midshipmen do and consistently do. So uh, it's just a matter of, hey, can, can they start fast and keep the energy high in a stadium with no fans? They've been focusing on those things all camp long. The red zone effort is real. I can promise you that. The coaches doubled down on that this morning when I was speaking with them. Um, but I, I expect BYU to have a decent offensive showing. The, the critical thing is they just want to start fast, and they have not been able to do that in previous season openers under Kalani Satake. Obviously, Spencer, everything about this season is different. And one of the things different specifically about this game and with BYU is that they traveled the day before. They traveled yesterday. We saw all of the photos and the videos as they were leaving Provo and, and flying to Annapolis on their business trip. Uh, everybody seemed really excited. What, what was their arrival like in Annapolis? Pretty low-key, and I don't know that uh, people should be worried about BYU flying out Sunday morning and landing in Sunday afternoon. They feel like they have enough time to transition and and get in game mode, and with the COVID-19 protocols in place, it was the right thing to do to try and isolate the team, stay within their own uh, self-sustaining bubble. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's a lot there. It's not like BYU is flying in on game day like they did against Nevada. Let's not Gary talk Cody. about yeah. that. Spencer. Yeah, that was not the a worst, good decision. Right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. So this is, uh, this is a different scenario. There's enough time to adjust uh, to get adequately, uh, I guess, fixed here in, in Annapolis and, and get ready to go. But the, the team focus is there. The prep, they feel extra prepared. It's just the anxiety of waiting until – you know, 8 p.m. local time tonight here on the East Coast to play in front of a massive audience. So th- there's anxiety there with the big spotlight and kind of wondering, like, what's the game going to feel like with no fans in the stands? So I think they're just, they just want to get those first few drives out of the way, whether they're on offense or defense, and then kind of settle into the flow of the game. And that's, that's the tough thing to do is because nobody really knows what the atmosphere is going to be like until that ball is kicked off. Spencer Linton live from Annapolis outside the stadium as we get ready for BYU and Navy. Spencer, we were told this morning as well, and we should share with people how seriously BYU is taking the quote-unquote bubble. They can't leave the hotel 
until they leave for the stadium. They're not walking around in Annapolis looking around. They are in the hotel, and if you leave the hotel, you are not going to be in the locker room. You are not going to be on the sideline. So this is a serious thing, and that's great news you mentioned about uh, an assumption that we made, but we need to talk about it, which is, hey, everyone's good to go. uh, There's no COVID issues with BYU, which was the goal going into the game. Yeah, BYU understands what's on the line here. They don't have the luxury of having a player or a group of players, an entire position group, heaven forbid, get sick and lock this whole thing down as an independent. They they are taking it very seriously, testing three days a week, if not more, and making sure that everybody's healthy and good to go. And uh, the players are bought in. The team is bought in. They un- They know, based on what has happened, just how fortunate and dare I say, lucky they are to be playing while so many other teams, 54 to be exact, are going to be watching BYU from home tonight and knowing that they don't have anything to look forward to in terms of playing football this fall. So, yeah, the the reality and the urgency of maintaining the BYU bubble is very, very real and serious, and that's why, for crying out loud, I'm not allowed on the sideline tonight. I have to be in the press box, and uh, we'll have Travis Cameron, our our producer on the field, uh, who is healthy and ready to go, but he'll be shooting highlights, distanced with the mask on. Like Everybody's bought in uh, between Navy and BYU to keeping this as safe as possible and to try and make this entire season happen. And hopefully we don't have to uh, skip out on any games. Spencer, in the last segment, Jeremy and I were talking about where we feel BYU has the advantage over Navy. Where do you think BYU's advantages in this matchup are? Yeah, clearly BYU having six weeks to prepare for a unique team like Navy is a big boost to BYU. Take, for example... I mean, let's say hypothetically BYU had to play Navy after pass-happy Houston or Western Kentucky and had seven days. Or maybe it's a short week and they've got six days to prepare for this vaunted and disciplined Navy offense. That's a lot to handle. And Navy takes advantage of that even in conference where opponents do know what they're going to do, but they just don't have time to really prepare and make the switches defensively to get ready for that. So BYU having six weeks to prepare, sorry, 33 days specifically to prepare for Navy, and then they play Army, a very similar offense, playing those teams back-to-back in weeks one and two is a huge Huge boost to BYU and in giving them a better chance to win this game. So I like that they've had extra preparation for both of the service academies. And you guys touched on this. As far as experience goes, we all kind of finally feel like this is the most experienced and mature, and I'm not saying that to joke, mature team that, that Kalani Satake has had at BYU. And that we all think should manifest itself tonight. BYU should be good. They they have the players that have had the reps, the experience, and so I think that's why expectations are maybe higher than they've ever been, at least as high as uh, 2016 when Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams were the feature backfield. Absolutely. A lot of returning guys. We expect a fun game tonight. Hang tight. We're going to bring you back in a little bit later for Prop Plays, a new game day projection segment. So uh, here we go, Spence. The competition begins. We'll let, we'll let Jason participate as well. So we got more competition this year. 
Hey, fantastic. And I do just want to point out, uh, I've had several people wish BYU good luck um, when they see my BYU gear. But my favorite interaction that I've had thus far was uh, late last night when we were downtown Annapolis. I had a guy look at my shirt and say, huh, BYU, huh? Big football game tomorrow. I said, yeah. And he said, all right. Go Navy. Beat the Mormons. I said, okay. <laughs> You're like, your coach is the Mormon. Wait. Uh, thanks, Spencer. We'll uh, rejoin you here in a minute. Yeah, that's Spencer Linton on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. So that's good news, some fresh news out of uh, Annapolis that everybody is ready to go. No COVID issues. No uh, players sitting out because of that. So you're ready to rock, man. Everybody's ready to go tonight, and uh, I know I speak for everybody when I say we cannot wait. Coming up, Isaiah Kafusi with that guy, Jerem Jordan. What's the feeling like to know that all of college football will be watching the game tonight? And Jimmer Fredette goes back to China. Do we like the move? We'll discuss in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU football with Kalane Satake airs tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app as the coach and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, recap the season opener at Navy. That's BYU football with Kalani Satake tomorrow on the BYU TV app. Normally, we don't do a show on a bye week. Listen, this is different. We're doing a show on a bye week, so let's go. Okay, time now for the Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, it's game day for BYU, finally. The Cougars announced their captains for the 2020 season. They are Matt Bushman, Lopini Katoa, Brady Christensen, and James Impey on offense, and then Kairos Tonga, Isaiah Kafusi, Troy Weiner, and Zane Anderson on defense. One name not on that list of captains is Zach Wilson. Are you surprised? I am surprised. I think uh, an upperclassman quarterback should typically be in that situation, even if it was four, not eight. So I am a little surprised. Yes, I am surprised as well. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think you can you need to read anything into it. But yeah, I'm a little surprised. And one thing to note, though, he is on the leadership council. Which is another eight players. Which, yes, which is so another eight the players. the top 16 <laughs> so, leaders on Again, the I don't think it's any big deal. If he throws a lot of touchdown passes, who cares? Bureau announces the Houston game is a road game now on the same date, Friday, October 16th, due to travel issues during a pandemic. Does this make sense? Nothing right now makes sense. But, yes, I understand why Houston, and I don't know if it's traveling out of the state. I think it's more coming back to Houston after leaving the state. I completely understand why you're doing it. And, quite honestly, in the long term, BYU getting a home game with more fans is probably more beneficial. I like that part, but it doesn't make sense if you're a BYU fan. BYU is going to Navy and to Army. Why can't you go out of the, uh, you know, out of Texas to Salt Lake and back? I, so it doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't know. It's it's Texas, and maybe they're, they're, they have completely different restrictions. Everything's than bigger what? in Texas, including okay. the restrictions. Okay, very nice. Tom Holmo tweeted the following this weekend, quote, Kook fans, many factors involved in finding the best solution for a limited number of fans to attend games at Lavelle's house. Asking for your patience. Plans coming soon. Need y'all go Kooks. In this venue behind us. Yes. So unlike today's game, do you expect there to be fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium coming up on the 26th when uh, it's the home opener against Troy? Heck yeah. People who are wondering why this hasn't been announced, it's the state of Utah's call. BYU has submitted what they want to do. Utah has to respond back, and they have not yet. Yes. BYU wants as many fans as they can get in a safe way. Yeah, I, I fully expect there to be fans. I know BYU is working towards that. But here, here's the deal. I know everybody wants to know the answer now. We don't really I want need, it now, we don't, Jason. We don't need to know right now because it's still several weeks away. No, people. I, but I understand why people it, want to know. People want to make plans. BYU will announce as soon as they Look, can. Look, don't Absolutely. be the Big Ten in this scenario. 
be be the be the SEC and the ACC and wait just a little bit. I would like the Big Ten's money in this. <laughs> yes, not the Pac-12. So, BYU's game after tonight is Army on the 19th to beat up Middle Tennessee State 42 nothing at home. While October 24th opponent Texas State lost 31-24 to SMU. Are both of those teams better than you thought? Um, Army is better than I thought. I don't really know what I expected from Texas State. I, I, I would say no for them. They had a one-score game yeah, yeah. with a top 25 team from last year. Yeah, I, I, I would say and no, and tight no tight ends, ends due to COVID. Yes, How exactly. about that? I know. It's, I, I think yes for Army. I was extremely impressed with Army. I watched both of these games in their entirety and took copious notes because football. I am impressed by Army way more. But Texas State showed me something. They, By the way, Grant Hill's son, Calvin Hill, whose grandpa, is Grant's Calvin dad, Hill. was Calvin Hill, four-time pro bowler, is on Texas State as a running back. So we're so going to get go. Grant Hill on the show, right? Yes. Okay. NFL teams guarantee. made their cuts over the weekend to get their rosters to 53. Uh, Taysom Hill, Michael Davis, Harvey Longy, Sor- Daniel Sorensen, Sione Takitaki, Kyle Van Oyen, Jamal Williams all made their 53-man rosters. Uh, Diane Gawoliku, both Bronson and Corbin Kafusi and Tyson Williams were all waived. Uh, Bronson and Corbin and Tyson have been re-signed to their practice squads. Uh, any of this shock you? Any moves? That Gonwoloku, or Lake as he's going by now, is uh, was not picked up by the Rams. But no preseason really hurts him because it's based on his BYU film now. I was surprised about Bronson. I, I thought, and we know they moved him to tight end. I, I thought uh, I thought he may have a, have a real shot of making the active roster. So Bronson was the one I was surprised the most. Jim Ferdinand announces he's going back to the Shanghai Sharks after a season in Greece. Does this mean he's done in Europe? Well, at least for now. I mean, you're going to go where you have the best opportunity and the best contract they're willing to offer you. So at least right now, I would say overall no, but certainly right now he's not. Feels like probably if he's going to China. But he knows what he can get he in knows, China in terms he knows of what money he can get, and yeah. buckets, right? All right, Matt Bushman posted on Instagram that his Achilles surgery was a success, and he's looking forward to the climb back to the top. Where do you expect to see Matt Bushman at this time next year? Good question. Oh, hard to know. Is he getting ready for the draft? Is he not in school, just working out, recovering from this? I'm not sure. By the way, Matt's wife, Emily, is due like, today uh, yeah. with their first child. So a uh, big couple of days for the Bushmans. I fully expect him. And if we're talking about this time next year, he would not be getting ready for the draft because he'd be getting ready for week one of the NFL. I'm going to say he's getting ready for week one of the NFL. I was thinking it was spring for some reason. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes, he, I, he's, he's going to – I, I, I don't know how you don't go. I would love to have yeah. him come back, but I, I just think – I think the writing's on the wall. He realizes this is probably his chance. And BYU runner Whitney Orton broke the world record this weekend, running a mile while dribbling a basketball in 458.56, altitude adjustment 452.71. Teammate Anna Camp Bennett also broke the previous record, coming in behind Orton. How fast can you run a mile with a basketball? Look, I can barely run a a mile without a basketball. I have no (laughs) idea. I'm going to say a sub-20 minute. Oh, my gosh. Uh, A mile? I would be like nine or ten minutes with a ball, although I feel like I can run with a ball. This is like taking walking and chewing gum to the next level. That is legit. Nice job by uh, Whitney and Anna breaking the world record. Pretty cool. Coming up, Jerem goes one-on-one with BYU linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. Let's just say I wouldn't want to be caught in the flat <laughs> trying to get past him. And the debut of our game day prediction segment, Prop Plays. This is BYU Sports Nation, live from LaBelle Edwards Stadium. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
You can listen to tonight's BYU at Navy game on BYU Radio. Join me and Riley Nelson for Cougar Pregame Live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Then Greg Rubel, Riley, and Mitchell Jurgens will have the call at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, BYU Radio. One of these days they'll get you in that picture. No, that picture you're I am the, in. You're, you're no, on the left. I right? am in that picture. They just some Are you? for, for some you. reason have cropped Mitchell and me out of it. <laughs> Jason uh, with radio pregame coverage <laughs> coming up uh, later in the day. Well, senior linebacker Isaiah Kafusi will have his hands full this afternoon defending the triple option with the BYU defense, which was the nation's top rushing attack last year in the country, although Malcolm Perry has graduated. That's the good news. But it's not just that. It's masks in the helmet. It's a free year. It's playing on ESPN and much, much more in my conversation with the captain, Isaiah Kafusi. Isaiah, it's been a long journey to get to uh, game day, but here we are. What's it been like to wade through COVID and fall camp and all the uncertainty to finally get to game day? Yeah, it's it's definitely been a long uh, long journey and a long road. Um, you know, I told our I told our athletic director like we'll we'll, we'll play anybody, and so uh, really grateful to him and, and kind of all his support staff and our coaches and and everyone who's really made it possible, and, and even to you know Ken at Navy and uh, you know really stepping up and. Um, doing us a favor you know they, they didn't really have to play us and uh, grateful for the Naval Academy and their willingness to serve our country but also to you know allow us to play them listen it would have been cool to play Utah on a Thursday night right but it's yeah. all it would have been cool for Navy to play in Ireland against Notre Dame so here we are BYU and Navy what's it like to match up with the midshipmen who were a top 25 team when the season ended last year yeah very very excited to, to play against them um, really unique you know in their play style and they're really tough um, one thing that I really admire about them watching film and, and they, I mean, they play physical, they play fast, they play hard, um, and, and really they play with the chip on their shoulder. Certainly defending the option is different than defending a regular offense. What kind of differences are involved in that? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest things is just being disciplined. You know, you um, you got to be really disciplined. And you can't really, you know, stretch too far to make, you know, certain plays. You just got to do your job, do your 111th. It's kind of been our mentality and just kind of how we've prepared for the triple option. Are you used to the unique mask on your helmet? Uh, yeah, now I am. Uh, at first, it was a little weird, a little different. Um, but, you know, it, it's a sacrifice that we were willing to make to, to be able to play football. And, and now guys are used to it, so... It's your senior year. You want to go out with a bang. Who knows? Maybe you have two senior years. Everyone's getting a free year here. But what are the expectations for you personally on this team? Yeah, definitely um, have high high expectations for myself and, and high and, um, goals. And it's kind of a standard that I want to reach um, and play at. And so I uh, expect a lot of myself. And, and um, hopefully others will follow me. And, and I try to just lead and, and help those around me. Did you ever envision playing uh, Monday Night Football in college? No, no, I didn't, but I'm really excited. Hopefully it's kind of a, you know, a foreshadowing of the future. Isaiah, we appreciate the time, man. Good luck against Navy. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's Isaiah Kafusi, guaranteed tonight to have 10-plus tackles, by the way. Guaranteed. 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 I like there's it. There's so many. There's going to be so many. <laughs> places. Guaranteed to have 10-plus tackles. All right, let's bring in Spencer Linton from uh, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland, again for the debut of our season Prop plays. We're going to do this on game days. It is brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Spencer, are you ready for prop plays? Absolutely. The state of Maryland opened back up. 
Fans can't be in the stands, but there's an energy outside the stadium. People walking by, they're supportive of their team. And Ken Niamatololo, energy's good. Let's do this, man. And I get to make the picks, even if I'm not on the show, just so we don't have that yeah. awkward where I'm yeah. behind everybody. Right. Will they count? Who knows? But, yeah, you make the picks. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's bring in Ben Bagley with number one. All right, first prop play. Jerem picks first, Jason second, then Spencer will third on this one. The first, BYU points. Will they be a touchdown or a field goal? I go touchdown. I'm not sure if it happens on the first drive, but I think BYU starts with a bang. They focused on red zone offense the whole offseason. Touchdown, baby. Yeah, I too am going with touchdown, and maybe I'm going to will it to happen, but you got to have touchdowns. I'm even calling it Wilson to Rex for the touchdown. Ooh. I probably just messed myself up by wow. going. Wow. Uh, let's make it a clean sweep. Let's, let's make it a clean sweep on the touchdowns, huh? Uh, BYU's put so much emphasis on performing well in the red zone and not just settling for field goals but scoring touchdowns. So I, I think unless it's fourth and long outside the 25, BYU will not settle for a field goal. They'll be very aggressive early trying to score touchdowns, and Kalani Satake likes to go for it on fourth and short anyway. So, yeah, let's make it a touchdown. All right, prop play number two. What will be the first penalty of the game? Jason, we'll start with you. All right, I'm going to say it'll be a penalty on the defense, uh, face mask on a tackle. (laughs) I'll say false start (laughs) because game one. And I say holding, and hopefully it's Navy. No excuse for a false start with no fans in the stands. Holding. Yeah, yeah, holding it is on Navy. There's going to be like one fan that somehow gets in there and he's holding like one, two, for all that. Yeah. All right, next one. More rushing yards. Zach Katoa or Miles Fells? Spencer, you start first. Who's Zach Katoa? Miles Fells is going to be the guy that has more rushing yards, and this is not a shot against Lopini Katoa. Sorry, Zach Katoa. He's Lopini still. Um, I think Lopini, if you had total. Yeah, if you had total yards in play, Lopini, I'd give the nod to him. But this is strictly rush yards. Maybe set up to do this. It should be Miles Fells. If he's not, then the midshipmen, I think, are going to get run out of their own building. Lopini Katoa is going to have more yards. He's the number one now. I've said this a bunch. He's not done anything to not deserve this moment, and he will excel tonight. I think he has 75-plus yards. I, I agree with you that, that Lopini is the guy, but for every reason that Spencer mentioned, I'm going with Fells. That's what this offense is designed for. They will There will be more opportunities for Navy to run. You could even say Fells or Carruthers. So, yeah, I just think that their offense is set up for that to happen. doesn't necessarily mean victory. Wait, Navy runs left? Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Word on the street. Next one, will there be more TFLs by the BYU defense, and that's tackles for loss, or pass attempts by the Navy offense? I go TFLs. I I, I think BYU is going to have a nice uh, number of those today. I think they're going to have five or six, and uh, that Navy won't pass it a ton. Although, if BYU is up big, that will swing that. I'm going to go tackles for loss, but I so want to say the passing because I just have this feeling that Dalen Morris, because he is their best passer, may try and sling it a little more than we think, but I'm going to say tackles for loss. I'm going to go with the odds. Yeah, the consensus around here from Navy fans and from uh, reading on uh, the Navy football team is that Dalen Morris is the best passer that Navy's had in at least a decade. They feel more inclined to let him loose and throw a few more passes. And to your point, Jerem, if BYU builds a lead, 
then Navy's going to have to pass. So I'm going to go with more passing attempts from Navy based on those two factors compared to BYU tackles for loss. And keep an eye on receivers Michael Cooper and Ryan Mitchell, both 20-plus yards per catch last year. Former Laker, Michael Cooper? Exactly. I have a story. He made me dance in front of their team one time. Not the Lakers, (laughs) USC's women's team. Anyway. Number five, last one. All right, last one. Will there be more Zach Wilson TD passes or sacks of Zach Wilson? Listen, oh. I love this segment because yeah. it's so juicy and hard to uh, It's TD out. passes for Zach yeah. Wilson. Come on. It's TD passes, yeah. Yes, it has to be touchdown passes for Zach Wilson. Uh, if it's not, then BYU's in trouble, clearly. TD passes it is, guys. Okay, Spencer, that wraps up prop plays. Let's get a final thought from you as we get ready for the game tonight. We've talked about it for weeks now. The opportunity is massive in what might be the most viewed BYU football game of all time. Uh, We know Bill Belichick has said he's going to be watching. Everyone's going to be watching this one. BYU's got to come out with a win. How do they do it? That is the question of questions, and uh, I alluded to this earlier. I think a fast start is critical for BYU against this disciplined, hard-nosed Navy football team. If BYU trails by double figures in this game, it's going to be really tough for the Cougars to win. So the offense needs a fast start, or at least they need to keep pace with Navy and what they do with Dalen Moore is throwing the ball. Um, that, that's where I start the game plan is a quick start, execute well in the red zone, and uh, it's, it's not going to be hard to go wrong after that. And I, I do want to add this. The Navy people here are amazing and super kind, and they're very aware of the national brand that BYU brings. So while there's disappointment they're not playing Notre Dame, being on ESPN on Monday night against BYU – really is is not as much of a step down as we thought maybe they thought it would be losing Notre Dame. They're they're amped for this game, and they know what BYU brings to the table. Yeah, and it's a big deal to play a night game. I think it's just the second night game, so five at Navy. So big deal. Spencer, great stuff. We will see you on Countdown to Kickoff coming up tonight at 7 Eastern. Yeah, don't eat too many crab cakes, by the way. can never eat enough crab cakes. <laughs> True fact of truth. Spencer Linton live from Annapolis. Uh, 7 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff coming up tonight. BYU and Navy. Oh, man. I can't, I can't believe we got here. We made I'm, it. I'm, st- I'm we still have sort made of it. in shock that this happened at all. Oh, man. Coming up, our rise and shout outs. And you can probably figure out where we're going with that one. And uh, who gets the elite voice of the day? Plus uh, a little shade thrown from the rock. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to a game day edition from Lavelle Edwards Stadium and Annapolis. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Two back-to-back scenic views there for those watching on BYU TV. You had the boats and the harbor there on the water, wow. and then a shot of the mountains behind us here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Listen, we got you covered yes. across the country on a game day where BYU is going to play Navy tonight. Again, 7 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff. And I should continue to mention 6 Eastern time, an hour before that pregame coverage with Jason Shepard, who despite being left off the picture, <laughs> is not left off the picture of my mind. Our question of the day, what was your first thought this morning when you woke up and realized BYU game day was here? Tyler Stinson on Twitter, who happens to have the handle at Jordan 2 This is not me, I promise. This is you, this is your Although, burner. Although, I did tell my wife, I should create at Jordan 3 and then that's just a burner account that I... 
tell everybody about. Here's the yeah. Is it a murder account? If you tell everybody, it has to be secret. Never mind. And then everybody has to find out about it later, and then they go back and find out all the tweets, and then I have to go to Jordan Jordan four. Yeah, yeah. He says, "I woke up and screamed in my wife's face." We don't advise doing that. It's game day, baby. I don't think she shares my enthusiasm at six in the morning though, because she told me to shut up and went back to sleep. She'll be cheering with me come six o'clock. That's at least an eight a.m. shout. You got to wait till oh, at least eight. Yeah, mow the at lawn least. is nine a.m. for kids still sleeping, and then and then shout in, in uh, you know someone's face is uh, at least eight a.m. Although we don't advise yelling at your spouse. What's the ever. earliest you send a text? I think the earliest to send a text. I'm like seven on a text. Oh, Slack, see, I'm thinking Slack, eight, maybe nine. Slack I'm anytime. But if it's work related, we know we're texting early. That's normal. I'm talking right. about to the general public. Right. It depends on the relationship. Minimum eight, it really does. nine is preferable. At Tom Can't Hack It, Tom Hackett, former uh, <laughs> Utah Ute and uh, self-proclaimed BYU fan this fall. Game day. Come on, you blue boys. <laughs> Navy is blue as well, by the way. And, and it, if I have the uh, uniform correct, BYU is wearing the all whites. All with, whites with the with royal, royal trim. That's why I wore this shirt. Because well, it's white the with the royal trim. It's like we thought about it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Nickley51 on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Hank Williams, are you ready for some football? Jumped into my head. It's Monday Night Football. Yeah, the opportunity to play in what front of this doing kind that? of crowd is awesome. I wonder what the Open will be. Will they well, do something? That's an NFL property. I don't, I don't know. Okay, the Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Cougar A70. I woke up early and thought Santa came. I felt like the children of Israel when Elijah oh opened the heavens, and it rained for the first time in three years. The drought is over. Dramatic, but I like it. By the way, BYU now a favorite. Let's hope it's raining touchdowns tonight for BYU. Amen to that. Okay, today's rise and shout-outs. First off, mine goes to The Rock, throwing some shade at uh, Houston. When the announcement came out that BYU has changed the home football game on October 16th to a road game, they said, last time a BYU sports team paid a visit to Houston, and it's a picture of T.J. Howe's game winner. So a little shade thrown by Houston. And, yes, it did go well. By the way, Houston took this photo and sent it to BYU as a nice gesture. And here we are throwing it back at him. And I was about <laughs> eight feet behind that shot. Yes, you were. I you were on Sports Center. I was courtside, bro. Yeah. All right. My rising shout out goes to BYU football for doing everything right and getting to this point that you are ready to play game one tonight. Congratulations to you. That's a big deal. There are teams that are not playing in the Big Ten, Pac 12, Mountain West, and MAC. And here BYU is playing Navy on Monday Night Football, baby. This is happening. I cannot wait. Thank you to today's guest, Spencer Linton, who joined us live from Annapolis, and Isaiah Kafusi. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis. No time for Jason. I'm Jerem. Shout out to Ba'anya Matulolo. Join Chef on BYU Radio at 6 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff at 7 Eastern. Game day, baby!